There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Monday mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Mizzy Bender on the Sinners Network, and we have two special guests with us today. Uh, we have Heath with Risque Lifestyle Parties, which you all know we just recently traveled and went to, see, to their back-to-school event, too. And uh, we have Spencer with us. Woo-hoo. So, hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. Of course. So, uh, this podcast really is all about learning about Risque and your journey through the lifestyle. So, why don't you begin with telling us, like, you know, how long have you been in the lifestyle for? Like, what's been your personal journey? And then how did you get to the point where Risque started? Got into the lifestyle 13 years ago. Um, from there, you know, single guy, seven years in it, just navigating my way through it. And, Wait, what made you start? Uh, best friend of mine, Ronnie, when I went through a divorce, uh, he hooked me up with a girl that he knew that could be... Uh, I guess a quick fix to get my mind in the right place and he knew what she was doing I didn't know anything and uh, so he set us up he sent me a message to meet him and sent her a message to meet him and at his bar and uh, showed up I kind of knew of her and started talking to me seeing Ronnie she asked me the same thing what fool messaged me to meet him here well where's he at so we start talking and then from there we swap numbers and then one thing was led to another <laughs> so now, were you like aggravated or like what were you i mean what i were had you? no clue about <laughs> swinging okay no clue at all uh-huh. so this girl starts seeing me and two weeks into it uh she told me like hey look like next week i gotta go to this uh convention in florida and stuff like that and you know i'm like okay cool well, we're just kind of banging each other that's about it right now but then two weeks into it she's like hey look we need to discuss some things you know so if I go to dinner and all that okay cool so so clearly things were actually going well then yeah, yeah so you two were weeks into yeah. it, like, well, but in my mind I'm thinking okay yeah, she's gonna let me off the chain easy I'm thinking okay, no big deal you know well we're sitting there with dinner and she said look I gotta share some things with you and she says um, I'm into swinging and I I don't know I thought I honestly thought okay like she likes to be putting the swing in <laughs> on the swing set yeah. and, and you know so she, That's great. she just looks at me and I'm like what and then she says no swinging and then a light bulb went off I've never used a sex swing but I'd love to and then she just like pops her head on the forehead and she's like you're fucking kidding me. Like, I was going to say, you're kidding there, me, right? And I'm Holy like, no, shit, I'm telling you, I'm, like, I'm sitting in this restaurant, and she's like, okay, if I took you home, and I have two girlfriends, and now I'm getting this like, well, what? She's like, I got two girlfriends, and if I take you home, will you have sex with me and my two girlfriends? I'm like, where's Candid Camera? Where's, now I'm being set up. Yeah, this is not true. So, Welcome Heath to the lifestyle. For this moment, so, you're like, oh my God, does this stuff yeah. really happen? So that, that, that did happen. Then she took me to a house party and the rest was history. We dated for seven months. After seven months, she politely let me go and said, spread your wings. 
and uh, we're still friends to this day. That's uh, very cool. cool. She comes to a few of the parties. She's helped at some of them, and she's married again. Uh-huh. And uh, so I didn't want to do anything in the area because it's her turf. Mm-hmm. She was that single unicorn, you know, well-known. So I reached out and actually started going to trapeze in Atlanta. Oh. Oh, that's cool. And I, they, I went there so much, they got to know me, and I didn't need a date to go anymore, even a couple weekends, and it just grew And like so that. at this point in time, now you're back to being a single male. Single male. Now I want to touch upon that for a second. Did you feel a certain way that, like, did you feel discriminated against at that time in the lifestyle, being a single yes. male? And what were, what can you tell me how that was and, like, how well, it shifted listen, for you? I, I this is a lot hot of, point for A lot me. of people have to be intimidated by your stature. You're oh, a big you are man. a big man. What are you, 6'9"? 6'9". Yep, six I thought I heard that foot nine, right. you got to be some near four I'm, and four no, and change. You're a big man. I'm 352 pounds. Yeah, yeah. you are a big But, like, boy. the biggest teddy bear. <laughs> let me tell you something about this man. Yes, he looks intimidating, but he has your back, and he will watch out for you, like, in fucking yep. a heartbeat. Like, I learned that very quickly over this weekend, and you can tell that your family here definitely gets that vibe from you. But before we get to that, that's too far. We're too far down the road. We got we to gotta bring it back. Bring, bring it back, back for a second. Um, so tell me about you being a single male in the lifestyle and it, how it was. It was a challenge at first. I would have to say uh, first four to six months. But once someone shared um, about respect, which I had no problem with that because of my background, you know, respect gets you a long ways. Mm-hmm. No means no, you know, and stuff like that. And keep your hands to yourself. Don't be what I like to use. My word is horn dog. There's yeah. a lot of yeah, horn dogs yeah. out there. Be a gentleman. And, yeah. Um, you just you sit back and you're there for them. Mm-hmm. That's it. If they need you, they want you. They're there. Uh, everybody has perspectives on uh, the, what a unicorn is or a single male. A single male to me in the lifestyle is someone that is going to enhance yep. a couple's 100% experience. Experience. Yes. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's all you are. Yep. You mm-hmm. are there. And they got to do it in the most respectful yes. way yep. and understand when there's boundaries and how not to cross them. And so was it difficult for you to transition into being like from a couple and, and knowing that and understanding that? Or did you feel like you had the upper hand because you had already experienced so much and now you had to take it to a different avenue? And so you had a different, a much different perspective. Definitely an upper hand being involved with a female at the first seven months. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. To be a single guy trying to get into this. I, I, I really, it'd be real challenging. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, you know, it would be. But uh, once we got over that stepping stone. Um, and it was like, and really my, and it and sounds as if this is what you're saying. Like I, my recommendations to the single males are, you know, reach out, communicate, just, you know, be a normal person and just be, you know, friendly. Yeah, don't be a gorka in the be, corner. Go over exactly. and say yeah, hello. Yeah, you know, exactly. Hello and you never know what could happen yeah. from that. All right. So, okay. So then you spent your time as a single male yeah. and then. And then um, I decided at one point that I was going to get out of it. And because uh, I was very transparent with any female, anybody that I was messing with. Like, hey, look, we may go out Friday night. Saturday night, I might have a date with another female. Right. You see me out, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. I'm not high method. So I ended up, oh, I'm going to get out of this. And I'm going to find someone or whatever. But I was just kind of waiting. And I found this woman, whatever. We started clicking and stuff and thought things, I guess, okay, cool. And then one day she... Um, uh, we were watching TV and there was some swingers stuff on there and I never told her nothing about my past life and she said oh me and my ex-husband used to dabble in that and then I'm sitting in the bed like <laughs> oh is this the time yeah. starting to pop out and uh, from there uh, we get married and uh, but the inter- interesting thing is is that she ends up getting me to a, a club because she contacted the woman that got me in the lifestyle without so me you- knowing 
Okay. Set it up. I was working out in Texas. Uh-huh. I drive back home on the way home. She's like, hey, look, we're going out tonight. Grab a your shirt, whatever. Blah, blah. I get home, shower, shave, mm-hmm. get dressed, and she tells me, okay, let's go. Where now, is going? this the, one, the place in Atlanta? No, no, no. no this is back home. Oh, back I, home, I, back I, home. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm after my single yeah. male thing. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting out of the lifestyle. Gotcha. So, but then this woman, you know, we start dating and everything, and then we get engaged, and so... She's telling me, turn here, turn there, and I'll turn on the street. I'm like, well, well, this is, wait a second. Pulled in the driveway of the girl that got me involved. Uh Well, she contacted her. So now she gets out the house and comes and gets in the truck. Like, what the fuck is going on here? Yeah, what I just This is a crazy story. Were you you getting, like, uh, anxiety? Yeah, I was like, what the hell? Like, oh. So then we leave. Then there was another woman I used to play with. And she tells me to go here. I'm like, what? what, There's no clubs this way. We pick her up. So now I got... Two of, your, got, two of your yes, exes Holy. in the vehicle with my fiance. So we end up going to the local club here. And I'm like, you got to be kidding me. I walk in. The owner of that club was here at this party last night. And <laughs> he's like, dude, he's, I've seen people pull some shit off. But what, you, you're out of the lifestyle now. And you're from what I understand. Yes, I'm getting engaged. He said, but you're here with her and her. What the hell's going on? So I don't know, bro. You tell me. Yeah, wait. Oh, my God. This yeah. is pretty remarkable. So, and that's how... Wait, first off, how did she even know how to contact these women? Like, you were so open with who they were and so very transparent. And very transparent. Honesty and open is is the key to this life, period. I agree with that 100%. But for her to know exactly where to go and pull that off, that... Bravo to so her. we showed up at the club, and let me tell you, it was a very interesting night for me. Very interesting. So, at that point, uh, we started going to clubs more. Mm-hmm. That was okay. I got someone, a little buddy. Then we ended up, you know, um, getting married and stuff, and um, it really wasn't a right thing to do. Yeah. It really mm-hmm. wasn't. And, uh, unfortunately, uh I gave her divorce papers on our one-year anniversary. Oh, dang it. But it all worked out fine. But the Mardi Gras before that, and this is a little history about the Mardi Gras, was really our, our biggest party to start to know was, that's when I met Heather. Uh-huh. Okay. I was married at the time. Didn't know who Heather was. Uh, good friends of mine from Lafayette. She was a unicorn from Texas. And uh, she comes in and down the parade route and everything, and... and uh, get to talking to him and stuff and at the time we were pollied up with another couple that was here and uh, when she walks away my wife at the time looks at me and says don't even think about it mm. she was six foot tall she was a beautiful woman blonde mm. not fat she's a big frame woman mm-hmm. Matt, I was she, always Matt, with, she matched you right but I was yeah. always with smaller women mm-hmm. and in her mind I would leave her for a smaller woman. Yeah. yeah. So, that so was now, a- let me ask you, so was there insecurities already within the relationship between yes. you? And so now that kind of really started to make things a yeah. little bit. So let's take a moment, guys. You know, lifestyle doesn't fix uh, relationships. Correct. And when it's broken, you know, you need to recognize that bad headspace that I talk about where, like, that's not the appropriate place for you to be for right. this very reason what it sounds like coming up. That's mm-hmm. right. So from there, you know, I met Heather in person. And then we became friends on Facebook. It was probably maybe a 20 conversations in a year that we had on Facebook. No, nothing sexual, just, hey, how you just doing? Just, hey, her? how you doing? She's, you know, four and a half hours away from here. And uh, in November, you know, I give uh, divorce papers and everything, and uh, I'm single again in this. No problem. So I get invited to the house, the, the couple that I met Heather from. Mm-hmm. He's having a private Mardi Gras party at his house. Well, then some 
people from Texas, another group, Craziers, they came in. I'm like, cool, let's do this nice little upbeat type party. I've never really been to an upbeat lifestyle party. You know, mm-hmm. it's always yep. different. So we get there, you know, they the lights and lights and the show in the house and stuff, different music and stuff. And the girls are dressed more into rave style. I'm like, Man, okay, this is pretty cool, you know. And uh, from there, you know, I showed up over there with uh, two women. I had uh, brought two women as dates, two beautiful women, and uh, there's Heather. Again, hey, girl. So we started talking. And uh, throughout the course of the night, uh, I kind of said it's probably the first party like that that I'd ever been to before that I didn't do anything with anyone. Mm-hmm. Especially right. to, I bring two women. Yeah. And I'm like, y'all go. Y'all go. Me and Heather stayed in the corner of the living room talking yep. the whole night. People having sex all around us. And all we did was talk about work, kids, family, experience. Like we just shared. You were our like, life right, yeah. Mm-hmm. And ever well, since you guys then, had had a community, had communications. Maybe this was the opportunity yeah. to really build right. on to, what you yeah. had. And uh, here it is. Uh, it's it's coming in, and uh, we got we start talking, and like we don't tell none of the friends, the other couple, nothing. We're just talking. She's coming to Lafayette. No one's knowing anything. And we're just hanging out. Mm-hmm. And then they opened up a new club in Baton Rouge called The Quad back in the day. And so we made a profile together on Facebook. And all of them, they're just doing that to, to protect her because they're going to go over there. And But they didn't know that we actually started seeing each other. Uh-huh. And then I got involved in more of the upbeat parties and stuff mm-hmm. with Heather. And we started going other places. And we couldn't find that here. So Heather allowed me to be who I am openly let me be who I want to be mm-hmm. and supporting me we and how was that because like did you have that in your past relationships or this was like a new quality that was coming to the table that you were like okay I can like really really figure out what I want to do and how I want to do this with somebody that's really standing behind me yes that did enable this mm-hmm. uh, I, if I would still be with the other woman this would not be happening yeah right. mm-hmm. and um, how, uh, that's amazing but Heather opened that side she opened she opened up uh, a lot of me mm-hmm. that was just hidden inside mm-hmm. I understand and then I from there we started you know like okay cool now Heather's religion she never celebrated Christmas birthdays or nothing so she none of those at all mm-hmm. so me and my big bright idea I'm like okay we're gonna, we're gonna throw her her first birthday party alright so I, I get with a hotel and rent a what's called a parlor room and they tell me okay look you can have 50 people we ended up having like 54 people. Heather was, her anxiety was out the roof. She's oh. never had nothing like this. And like, she was mad. Like, so she was literally mad. I can't believe you did this. Uh, but we got through it, right? Yeah. Uh, we had oh, a good was it, was she wasn't, no, did she not know how to accept that? Because, I do think it was, yeah, so, different, it was yes. so different for her. And oh. uh, we had a good time. We had a good time that night. You know, she's, she was grateful for it. And then some of the, the moderators and managers were, you know, Casey and Katsy that mm-hmm. you met and stuff, they were like, man, let's let's see if we can do a ballroom. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't know about all this stuff. So we kind of left it alone. But then we went to Purgatory in Houston. And when I walked in there and I got a good taste of that in my mouth, of that the energy and the pot, the vibe of all these people from all over the United States, yep. I'm like, wow. Man, but man, it sucks having to drive three hours. Mm-hmm. Let's do this in Lafayette. And that's mm-hmm. where we started. And that was in what year? Uh, 18 was the first, was our first party. So 2018. Mm-hmm. And we started off with that. It was a St. Patrick's party, but then we did a Mardi Gras party. 
and then we did a bunch of smaller little things. Mm -hmm. Well, I got to tell you, you should really feel accomplished. It's a beautiful yeah, group I mean, that you bring together of just amazing people. And they're so passionate about talking yeah. about risque. You know, like it was one of the things I had brought up yesterday in conversation where exactly like Spencer was saying, like, it's just incredible just to hear them organically talk about what goes on here. You mm. know, it's really, They're I mean, family. they love you. Like yeah. you can tell that their heart is with risque. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Yeah. So, and that's cool. So respect. Uh, Can't say that yep. word enough. Yeah. Well, listen, as businesses, right? So this is twofold for us, right? Because this is what we do for a living and we love it. But at the same time, it's also a business for us too. So it becomes a super fine balance between how you do that between what you're operating and keeping friendships and everything kind of balanced in the way that it should. And that can be really hard sometimes, you know, but you do it so well and you're so protective yes. how you do it. I do you take look on, out for your people, that's for sure. I do take on all my couples uh, problems. Uh, I don't know why Heather was sitting here. It's, I've become a sounding board. I guess what's happening now is, uh, you know, you become close with so many people and I got in a fight with my wife. I got in a fight with my husband. Would you? And then there it is. So what happens is, hell, it could be y'all. You can call me in a month. Hey, man, Spencer's doing this. Well, hey, man, look, I know three couples that this happened. This one did this. This one did this and that. So... It, it turns out to be I'm a sounding board for people, and then I don't tell people what to do because mm -hmm. there's there's no there's no rules of the lifestyle. Right. There's your rules. It's what works for you is exactly. your, your and, unit, right. whatever yeah. your unit is. Exactly. But did you ever think so? Okay, so you start this, you know, you just want to do parties and stuff. Did you ever think that it would become like I'm gonna say it's emotional, right? Because when you talk about it, and you talk about your core people, like it becomes emotional at some point. Did you ever think that it would migrate from something like that to what you have now? No. Yeah. No, and, and that's what I said. We were doing this, you know, I, the first light I ever bought for Risque, it's here. I didn't set it up. It was $300. I, I wanted to sell it, but I'm like, no. You can't because it was your I, first item. First, first, first item, item yep. you know, it was just for her birthday party. So Aww. I just can't get rid of it. But, yep. uh, oh, that's uh, so sweet. It is, it is, <laughs> you know, but uh, it just grew. And what happened is we, okay, we're getting together the date of the 15th. Mm -hmm. And we have a party, okay? Y'all first time coming. Mm -hmm. Well, then the next time y'all come, hey, man, you mind if I, I got this other cool couple? Yep. It was a domino effect. Mm -hmm. Of course. And then you, you, know, you get your bad, you weed them out, whatever, mm -hmm. but it was a domino effect. And it's like, oh, man, we can't, we can't, keep, we can't put this many people in this room. So we started, that's when we started the ballroom. So let's mm -hmm. go bigger and stuff like that. That's, it was just a domino and effect. And it literally, so you start with the idea, you start out with the baby steps and then you just keep growing. And then here you are, you're doing your weekend takeovers. Mm -hmm. But what you also, what it sounds like you learned during, you know, building all of this is that meet and greets became really important to They're you. Important. And that seems like it's kind of new for you. So do you it want to is. talk about how that came about? Uh, we started using uh, a vanilla bar, Ronnie, a good mm -hmm. friend of mine. And he opened up his bar, and, and my thought process was, is like we spoke earlier, new people, sometimes their interpretation of lifestyle is what I like to call Hollywood. Mm. But what a lot of people don't realize, Hollywood makes a production, a film, to yeah. make money, to sell it. So they're going to exaggerate the truth. They're going to do it, and that's part of that business. So, and, and I try to tell people, you know, people are like, well, man, we'd like to go, but... You know, she's not really don't want to be around people. Well, who says people want to be having sex? Mm -hmm. uh, you, okay, so 
that's one of the, the challenges. And then, you know, we have the large crowds. Well, we don't really want to go because we want to go to large crowds. We don't know nobody. Mm-hmm. So then that's when we started with the meet and greets. We started doing them at the bar. And my thought was, is, hey, hey, you come into a, a, a public place, a vanilla bar. Yep. There's no nudity. There's no nothing. You're going to be mingling with You're people. You're just going to meet people. Exactly. You're going to be mingling with like-minded people that might be interested in the right. same thing as you. And, and that's exactly right. And I was trying to change the mindset of some of the people being worried. And then I had the prime opportunity to, to start doing meet and greets on a club promiscuous. Um, and it's basically meet and greets for the events. I was going to say, that was a, it was a great opportunity when you showed us the club. I mean, just to be able to see the setup. It's such a beautiful setup. For, it is. So they know. have it set up. So where they hold their hotel takeovers, uh, they have one of the master suites there. And it's a convention center. So if you've ever been to a convention center, you can imagine what one of the master presidential suites looks like. And this one is different because it's two, two stories. Floors, yep. I've never actually seen it that way before. And so there's a bar, and then it leads out into the main balcony area or whatever. So there's a lot of privacy, but there's also an open forum for whomever wants it. So however you want to participate in that mm-hmm. meet and greet, it allows you to do so. And so you really, I said to Spencer, I'm like, you walked out like a motherfucker uh, finding this place because it's tough. You know, we look for yeah. places back at home, but, you know, you got to have an establishment that's open-minded. Right. And, you know, and it seems as if you have a really wonderful thing going here. And so I, I really actually, we're sitting in the atrium where the back to school event was held. And it's it is really nice. I mean, it's two it's two floors, but your rooms are looking into the atrium. So anybody that's participating in the event, even if you're back in your room, you can see what's happening in the main areas. And they have their lighting and like the music and everything. It's set up centrally, right in the middle of like the entire area. So no matter where you go, you're getting the vibe, you're getting the music, you're getting yep. your lighting, you're getting everything. And I also want to add in here, uh, your people take so much pride in um, dressing for the occasion. Their themes. Their yeah, themes. Like that. they got shirts embroidered for this. Like they all like yeah, matching costumes. I will costumes. say that's crazy. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, people that they go on their own to. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah. They invest in it. That, that's, you know, they do that so that they can come here and have a good time because they know that they'll have the best time here that way. Yeah. And then you brought in, um, you had like a body painter, a massage um, therapist, therapist kind of gentleman. That was um, our first time doing, doing that. It. And it's fun when you bring in extra people, which I have to say thank you so much for having Mizzy's Boutique mm. and My Minute Parties come down and just allow us to be in your space and see how things go because uh, it's interesting when you learn different business models and how people think, but then we're so similar at the same time. Yes. You know what I mean? Yep. And that camaraderie and just like thoughts and all that kind of stuff, it just makes it just such an enjoyable moment where, and so easy, you know, it doesn't feel like I'm forced to sit it's, here. Yeah, very or, relaxing like, to yeah, be able I to come met, down and, and, and be in the presence of your operation and you run it so nicely and you have so many people that really run with you mm-hmm. and, and try to, you know, bring everything up to that next level and it's so nice to see that yeah and so do you feel like do you have like a core like I'm gonna call it a management team (laughs) it's not you know what I mean and so like what are people's independent roles well you know when we started doing this it was like I need people to help me with Facebook I need people to whatever uh, just help me with posts whatever yeah but social media is a bitch like that is it Social media is time consuming. Like that's that's the one thing about this I find is the most time consuming is social media. Yep, keeping up on it. It was an everyday struggle. Well, one of the things I found, like you know, you y'all met 
the managers, let's say, or Facebook calls them moderators, uh, Katsy. Uh, she's the she does the decorating. Yeah, she gets yep. all and the stuff she's and, very you guys. Uh, she's a very creative mind. Uh, we got uh, Cecil. You know, yeah. uh, he's he's our hustler. He's our people salesperson. Mm-hmm. Like uh, he goes out on a limb to go on dates to meet people before he even like his thing is before he meets somebody and puts them in the group he wants to go out and meet them for drinks he does talk, vetting he vets that's what he does yeah so yep. people when we and, talk uh, about the vetting process listen this is really important because like each club and each group does it differently uh and so it's really important to hear that there is a vetting process that goes on in every single group and so this is what you're sharing right now mm-hmm. of like all of that so, so that's cool and one of, and one of the rules is like to be in the group this was my rule. Mm. I can't meet everyone in person. Right. But the members I'm rely on that if you go to Cancun, you go somewhere, y'all meet someone, that it's they're met in person. We know that there's so right. many fakes out there that are just trying to yep. take profiles or their horn dogs to get pictures, whatever. So we want genuine, true people. Mm-hmm. And that's how I, I manage that. And then they know that's how we manage it. So, but like I said, Cecil's a, a person that on, on the east side of us that does that. Mm-hmm. Lisa and Ryan, uh, on the west side of Lake Charles, you know, they kind of close to the Texas side. They'll go hit some of the Houston parties and stuff like that, and they promote for us mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then Michael and Renee, they're from Shreveport, which is three hours north. They were a host couple to a local club at the time, and y'all heard their story. Mm-hmm. It, just, yep. it wasn't their wasn't there it, it wasn't their group thing. and yeah. then they started coming as they just started coming to the parties as a customer mm-hmm. and i've been knowing them for about three years and uh you know they approached me uh mardi gras this year wanting to you know say hey, look you know, we'd love to help in the north louisiana area and threw them on board and you know they've reached out to a bunch of the people up in the area and mm-hmm. so it kind of works out that way and so then they help promote and stuff like that yeah. so everybody's yeah. everybody has their little spots in this yep and it's important to know like you know you don't just create something on your own you know you might have the idea or you might have this but like everybody exactly that subject matter experts across the board in different variations and you got to tap into everybody's thing to be successful you know yeah yeah and like there's times that like you know i'm at the point where i want to do things my way yeah but i've also learned that teamwork yep your your thoughts as good as your team here but if I ask y'all to, hey, what's your opinion? What's your opinion? Well, yours may not be the best. Yours may not be the best. But once we all heard, we might come up with a whole other plan exactly. that's actually yep. going to work better. Exactly. And so you have to be open-minded. You have to be across the board. And that just makes you a really good business person, though, because, you know, to be a really good leader, you have to have that kind of skill. Not many leaders do, you know. Yes. There's two different types, right? And so, uh, which is another reason why I think that we work so well, too, because you really do have, like, it's a round table. There's enough for all of us. And let's try and figure out how we're going to grow together. Now, with that being said, where do you see like Risque going in the future? I would like, I mean, I would like to see it grow bigger for more people to mm-hmm. start interacting. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, and, and there's a financial side to everything. But like, again, if I got to go back to a different hotel in a, in a say, an 800 square foot private room back to 20 couples, I, I'm very well capable of doing it because it's about quality. Right. Yep. 
that's mm-hmm. strictly that way for me. It's about quality. Yep, yep. Know? And we're and when he's talking about quality, he's not talking about body shape, what you look like, or anything of the sorts. He's specifically talking about how you are as a human being and how you respect people. That's so exactly right. I just want to make sure there's clarification on what that actually means to him because and and that is the highlight and it is very clear and all of your people feel just that way of very comfortable yeah. in knowing that each and every one of them have each other's back and, and you know the, the the main moderators you know the managers not just what they i've told y'all what they do it's they are sounding boards for me on a personal level if I've had to deal with something at home with my family, mm-hmm. uh, anything, and I don't want to really bug Heather with it, I can call one of the other women or yeah. one of the other guys. So those people are not just helping me with risque. Right. They're actually helping Heath. Yeah. They're helping right. me. Isn't it remarkable? That's one of the things. Like, I have a core four, too. You know, your, your core is a little bit bigger than mine. But, you know, I have a core four of, of a few humans that I feel the same exact way by. You know, I had said to them at one point in time, like, you know, we do what we do. But it would be foolish to not recognize that you're helping get to where we are. You know what I mean? And it's important to have those people... That, yeah, when you're having a bad day, that you know that you can pick that up and you don't have to feel guarded in any kind of way. Because, like, in the lifestyle, I feel like when you find your people, you can be completely vulnerable on the highest level and you don't hold anything back. And I've learned that those friendships, like, I mean, I've never been good at having friends, but, you know, this one particular gal, like, she really, you know, like, she, like, she really, like, made it a point to make me know how to have a friend, you know, and she was lifestyle. And it's like, I never had a friend like that. You know, it was like, all of a sudden, oh my God, you're just like me. Oh, I don't have to hold this back. I don't have to feel insecure. I don't have to feel like this weirdness inside of me that you're not gonna understand me. It was like, all of a sudden, it just became this very vulnerable, open, this is amazing, you know, and to have that quality around you at any moment, and you do, like I've listened to quite a few of the ladies here say how much you guys all interact on a very intimate, deep, yes. emotional level. Not sexual. I mean, you guys all fuck, but, you know. Yo, do they fuck? Yeah. Oh, sorry, let's you all be clear. You want to get laid, go I mean, we risque. We have, yeah, we haven't <laughs> talked about that because, like, I really wanted to highlight, like, risque and their journey and everything because I feel like that was really important. But let's be really clear here. These motherfuckers know how to party, okay? Like, they, I mean, when they talk about, like, the rave scene, like, that's exactly kind of what I got from it, you know? Like, you party like how we want to party, you know? <laughs> but when you go to different territories, you kind of got to adapt your music and mm-hmm. stuff to that scene and stuff like that. So we don't generally ever get to really execute like you guys did last night because we, we flow. But you have a very solid crew that loves to just, like, rave out, just fucking have the time your lives. And then at the end of the night, you guys all regroup like one big family and yes. just, like, kind of just, like, mellow it, out, mellow, mellow it out together in, like, the sweetest kind of way. <laughs> you know, it's just like the the cut- Puddles, the cuddle puddle, exactly. You know, I've never been anywhere. I've never been. I've been to a lot of events. I've never. It just that's just happened uh, yeah. this year doing this. And year. that just goes to show you know? though what you've built, and at yep. the end of the day, what you're really bringing home. So, and and so we gain every now and then. You'll gain another couple. Hey, look, and then they'll come hang out, and before you know it. They're groupies, right? They want they, every party. They want to, mm-hmm. you know, hang they're out. part of the yeah, team. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, my God. All right. Well, we do have to come to a close with the podcast. So if there was one thing that you would want to say about Risque and everything, like what would that one be, one thing that you want the people to know Summarize about you? Summarize your yeah. dream. Yeah. I used the word 
lifestyle because we accept everyone. Mm -hmm. And I'll put this out there. From couples that swap couples, bi guys, bi females, straight guys, straight females, females that are told they're not unicorns because they're not bi, oh, whatever. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. It's open. Uh, BDSM, that's fine. Come. Any mm -hmm. kinks, we don't need a division. And because I will there's a lot of people here. Because right. the way I look at it, someone now may not be into BDSM. But if they come around someone and they get a little taste of it, exactly. it may open another chapter in that person's life. That's exactly life. right. That's you don't why know what you don't the know. Word lifestyle. That's exactly yep. right. It all falls underneath it. It's whatever you so. want it to be, nothing more, nothing yeah. less. Yeah, that's Just fantastic. everything you want out of it. And then, now, mm -hmm. I do have people that come to my parties that are not into swapping or anything. Yep. They come to the parties because they can allow, they can be themselves. The women can be however. They don't have to worry about guys hawking on them. Yep. The couple goes back to their room or they go back home and tear each other up. Mm -hmm. So that, I also welcome that as well. Yeah. And that's so. important. That's one of the, I always try and say that too, you know, like everybody has their own thing. So whether you like just to watch or, you know, you want to put on a show for other people, you don't necessarily have to come to the event to fuck. It's that's not exactly about right. that all the time, you know? And it really, I'm glad that you said that because I, I really strong, feel, I feel really strongly about that as well because it's so important. You know, people get the intimidation factor again. Mm -hmm. And it's important to know that you can be who you are and not have to worry about it. It is, it is quite remarkable. And so where can everybody find respect? if they wanted to contact you guys. Well, we have a Facebook page that you can find in the Risque Lifestyle. I have risquelifestyleparties.com on the website. So make sure you go and you subscribe to the website. Yes, and you'll get updates of our parties, what's coming on, and whatever we got going on as we send them out. Yeah. So That's perfect. It's, it's definitely a, a, a journey. Yeah. Yep. And listen, guys, I'll make sure that, you know, you'll find the website. We plugged it here, but, you know, you'll find it in all of my uh, communications and everything like that. So make sure that you go find RiskeLifestyleParties.com and subscribe to their website. And uh, while you're at it, make sure you register for MindBenderParties.com and file, follow us on all social media networks. It's been a pleasure having you on the show, and thank you so much uh, really for joining us. I really appreciate y'all making the journey down here. Into so many, yeah. So, I'm looking forward to continuing. Many more adventures, Sounds right? Sounds good. So, America, this is to the future. You're going to have to stay tuned to see where this party ends. Until next time, guys, we'll talk to you soon. Whoop.